there was one day where she wanted to make out on the couch. And so I'm sitting on the couch, it's one of those L-shaped couches, and we're in the L, like the corner. Yeah. You know, good good spot for that good kind spot. of stuff. And she's like kissing me, and I just, I'm at that point where I- Get off me. I can't deny the truth. Like, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, I'm not down for this. Like, I'm oh. literally doing this to appease her. And it was so bad that I literally That's... opened my eyes during it and was looking at the clock on my microwave waiting for the day to be over. I oh like, my goodness. Yeah. I that is rough. I was clock watching while this chick was, was kissing me. And I was like, that's when I knew I'm like, dude, if I'm literally looking at a clock, so this is over, like I can't, this can't happen anymore. And so, yeah, I was just like, you know, I feel like if I keep going, like I'm just, I'm not feeling this. And I feel like if I keep going, I'm, I'm doing you a disservice. I'm doing myself a disservice. You're listening to the down to talk podcast with me, Logan down and with who Trent Reinholds. That's right. Trent. There's a kid that lives two doors down from me his family does at my house. And he's always riding around those little like Jeep things. I don't know if you had those as yeah. a kid. I was trying to get my mom to get me one. And then there was always some turns into a lecture like, out. We don't have money for that. She's oh, like, you're five, six. Like, there's, they, don't yeah. make, they don't make you one. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, I'm not actually for <laughs> well, real. Though, well, I don't know how to tell you where as a kid. But. No, for real, though, I, I eventually was, yeah, I was just too big for it. That's the part sucked about being a tall child was that it looked like what you got to enjoy, you know, up to age 10. I had to cut off at age eight because I just looked ridiculous because yeah. people assumed I was 12 when I was really nine. And so it was like. No. So when was there like a certain like couple years where there was like a big like growth or was it very stead fast or um because you're probably you're probably like the tallest person I've known like known known like I've probably seen taller yeah. or on the internet but probably not in person um I'd say probably middle school. That was probably the, so sixth grade to me was middle school into eighth. So ninth, yeah, yeah. ninth grade was high school. I know what I mean. But, uh, you yeah, know, sixth grade, I started out five, nine. So I was already like tall. Dang, I was, dang, I was tall in you. So true. But I was, yeah, I was five. Barely. Nine. Probably, probably the same height. Probably actually. And then by the end of sixth, wait, hold on. No, I'm getting my ears off. Okay. I'm sorry. I lied. Sixth grade, I was five, seven to start the year. Ended at five, nine. Seventh grade, I started out at five, nine and ended at six, two. <laughs> so. Five inches in a year. Yeah. That was my uh, biggest leap. Like the seventh grade year was, we did some work. My body and I, we, we grinded. We, we put in some work. Dang. Um, yeah. Cause I remember in middle school seeing like a six, six guy and I was like, you're giant. Like end of middle school, I was almost six foot, but I was like, you're giant. What are you now? Are you six foot now? Six foot? I, I've been saying six, two for the years. I really think I'm six, one and a half. Cause when I got measured six, two, I was wearing shoes. Oh. So I've been saying 6'2", but I think I've grown into 6'2", ever since. No, you you own 6'2", because technically I'm 6'9", and like a slightly over half inch. But it's also weird because like as I've got more muscle, it looks like I'm shorter because I'm less streamlined now. So I feel like at times I can look shorter. So you're, so I'm the, I'm a peak streamlined? Well, aerodynamic. Actually, I'm not. I would say I've been the same height for like years, but like not since my body composition has changed. But no, it's fair. That stuff do be happening when you turn about 24. Whoa, do you know my age? No, I no, I'm being I'm being for real though. Like once you turn like 23, it's not that you. Look, I don't want to sound like most people's like I'm old because I'm not, but it's like your body changes just slightly. Like I can't eat a ton of junk food without feeling like crap. Now I can't. 
Like I get sugared out really quickly and then I can't stand staying awake past midnight. It drives me nuts. Okay. When I was in college, I was a menace. I was up till like 2.30 all the time and it was just like a party. And, and then waking up at like 7. Yeah, wake up at 7, have class. Feel, feel good because you woke up early, but feel bad because it was like four hours of sleep. Exactly. Now if I go to bed, like New Year's Eve, of course, because I, I do stay up for New Year's Eve, but the next day on New Year's Day, like I'm just like, holy crap, my sleep schedule. And it's just like, it's so weird. Sometimes like, when you wake up a little later, if it's like 8 or 9 or something, you're like, man, the whole day's ruined. Like, uh, but like, it's just like how you feel, like just feel different. The day's fine. You know, do you know what? Okay. Maybe you and the, uh, potential listeners of this can relate to this, but I feel like when you hit your mid twenties, or I guess maybe if you're 22 and you're, you know, more advanced or whatever, but like you hit a point where like, yeah, you're, let's say you wake up at eight 30 and then you feel this like innate pressure. Like I have to be productive. Oh, oh, I, oh, it's, it ruins me. It literally, I thought about that today and now it's like how much I think about every five seconds. I'm like, am I being productive? Am I being productive? Am I being productive? And so my phone, am I, that yeah. video was so entertaining though. So, and, and, and I think I'm glad I'm productive. Excuse me. Cause I think it, it gives you that sense of accomplishment, but it's sometimes. Let me, let me think what you're doing. Your teacher working on your masters, um, um, Bishop Rick dating tall women podcasting. You're doing a lot right now. No shaving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is I think sometimes I'm too busy. And so I've had to just like, I I'm trying to do more of my, my hobbies. Like today I literally just went on a walk and walked a bullet drug and got one of those energy. Oh, yeah, I guess you have the summer off, right? Yeah. So How, where do you live in Cedar? Um, I live right by Cedar high in one of those old, like an older brick home. I, I used to live over there before I just moved in. Yeah. I bought that place two years ago. Oh, um, cash money. Yeah. I got a bunch of roommates or yeah, I rent to two guys currently. Nice. Um, I got lucky too. Cause I got a, I bought my home two months before they raised interest rates. Like up the last oh, oh yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. I clutched two it. years ago. It would have been a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was like really just a little post COVID. So like, boom. Yeah, it was right. the real estate, dude. The real estate boom. Is that nice? I benefit. You got a picture or something? Oh, my house. Yeah, I think you can say no. No, I do. It's just buried in my camera reel now. <laughs> but I am. Um, what's crazy is I got a townhouse in 2020, which was my first purchase. It was I felt like very average. It was three bedroom, two bath. Like it was modern, but it was, was a two and a half bath or two, two and a half. I like to, I live in a townhouse right now, and I like the, the two and a half. And they're they're nice. Like they're there's nothing wrong with them. But I was like, you know, it's average, nice. average townhouse. I'm living in, but the, the one I'm in now is my second townhouse I've lived in. I like it. Um, the neighbors were okay. The location was actually as the location for where I work was was right across from Canyon View. So it, was, it used to be like I literally oh I, wait I could throw a baseball us? and hit the school. oh right yeah yeah uh, east right uh huh oh yeah yeah that, those are nice. Yeah, no, they're they're nice. Oh, I thought you were saying they were bad. I was like, I was just saying like oh, I like them. They're nice, but I'm not saying they're like boo. They're not bougie townhouses. Or anything. I like the living room setup, the living room kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they're and like they, they have quartz countertops. They had yeah. laminate floors. They had like I lived in a place and I was supposed to move in a certain day, and the landlord wasn't done with my room. He owned a air. He owned a place in there that Airbnb, so I stayed there for a day while he finished my room. Cause my room was like, uh, the room that I was rent going to rent was like, get a, like a mud room. Like he had just bought the house. So he was remodeling everything himself. 
So it was like a mud room, just like a spare room, not really even a room, that he was making a room. So this is the day I I closed. So I've actually fixed up the front yard a little bit because it was like a giant weed to the my right. But okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, is it carport? Yeah, it's it's a very Eisenhower era home. There's it's brick, it's big and broad, it's like carport. I don't know. It's very fifties. It was built in the fifties, so it's and a house creaks and stuff. Really? Yeah. You like it though? I do. I get overwhelmed. In fact, I if there's something I'll tell people if they're gonna buy a house, um, it's just prepare to be overwhelmed. I. Like, I, I, this sounds like I'm not, like, I regret my decision. I don't, but it's just like, I think you underestimate. It's kind of every new stage in life. You go in, you're like, yes, easy. <laughs> like, I got this. Like, I'm going to be motivated. It's going to be great. And then I go in, I'm like, Tom Luminar, hard to talk to. It's like this. I got this problem. I got this problem. I got this problem. I got this problem. I got to go Home Depot for this. I got to go Home Depot oh, for yeah. this. I gotta... Sp- oh, yes. Yeah. What happens to houses, like, spending hundreds is like nothing. Like, talking to washer, talking to dryer, talking about this, talking about. It was just, it was petty dumb things like my my freaking dryer had the wrong plug for the wall <laughs> like no one tells you that when you make sure your dryer plug is uh, the same as the wall oh great great so luckily one of my um fraternity brothers knew how to replace it and so he's like i'll just do it i'm like all right so i didn't worry about it and he fixed it but i was like why is that and then the previous cell like the previous owner you know I, they they do them, but they they didn't like tell me about certain things. Like what? Like you know, the tea. I was like, oh, or the caffeinated chocolate milk. I'm gonna turn on my sprinklers because you know I want the the lawn to look better. Turn on the sprinkler system. Well, pipes broke. The reason why it's off is because it leaks into the basement. Today's episode is sponsored by Bucked Up. I love going to the gym. I've been going to the gym for over three years now, and I love hitting new PRs and goals at the gym. I love to try to be a little bit better each time I go. If you need help getting a little bit better each day at the gym, well, I got you. Try Bucked Up. I love Bucked Up. I've been using their products for years. With their line of supplements, drinks, and clothes, they're definitely something that will help you perform and feel better at the gym. Use code DOWN20 for 20% off your next purchase. Remember, stay bucked. My first night of living in that place. Sprinklers on. When you're already overwhelmed and like, oh, I'm in a new house, like, oh my gosh, like this is so, like you're just, I'm a man, but this is way too much man. And I step in my laundry room and slosh. Sock. And I was like, no, this is not happening. And I was like panicking, panicking, panicking. And then I call the emergency plumbing because you're assuming the worst. You're like, shoot, a pipe burst, like I'm screwed. This can cost me $10,000. And they're like, oh, it looks like it's your sprinkler system. You just have to turn it off. You have to get a new sprinkler system. It's like, okay, not as bad as it could be because technically sprinkler systems are a luxury. So I just have to use one of those ghetto ones that, you know. <laughs> sprinkler systems are, are a luxury? In a sense, yeah. I mean, because you, you could technically water your lawn manually like I do. Yeah. My lawn's okay. Like, I don't know. It's not definitely going to be one of those ones that's in a Scott's commercial, but <laughs> I feel like it's satisfactory. So... I, so, I, I don't know if this is how your format works, but I'm curious about Ask something me. for you. Ask me. So, do you feel like, because this is one of my focuses of being a second counselor, um, is I want to reach people that feel like they're not part of the mainstream in the particular area when we're in. And so, what I mean by that is they're not 18 to 22, they didn't all serve missions. Oh, all, like the outliers. Yeah. Because I feel like, and 
I hate, I almost hate saying the culture because I feel like people just say that and it just, it's like this amorphous being that no one knows what's like a good or bad or it's everything. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like I want to do my part in making more people feel like they have a place because something I've really struggled with all year. And so that's why I'm bringing it up to you because you and I are not old, but con- when you consider most of the other people within the congregation were yeah, older on the upper tier of age. That's right. As I, I guess you could call it. I'm going to be the third counselor. In. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I feel like it's not that anyone's rude per se, but I just feel like we don't as open maybe as we should be. We're not as open. And I just feel like people don't want to talk about certain topics. Like for example, in, and sorry, then I'll turn the question over to you. Um, but in, continue. in my institute class, they're of course talking about um, marriage and stuff, which I don't mind talking about. You're like, finally. And I really like the instructor. I, I really like him. So Name? The, uh, brother, Ban- brother Banks. Yeah, Brother Banks. Yeah. Really, like, I'm being sincere. I'm not just saying this because I'm being recorded. I really like him. And he was bringing up eternal marriage and all this stuff. And it's kind of this this notion of, of and maybe I interpreted it wrong. We actually talked about it. And again, I don't have any issues with them. But the class was talking about, oh, like, it's basically implying, like, get married as soon as possible. And, like, you you should, your number one priority when you're an adult should be looking for your eternal companion. And I don't think that that's wrong. I just feel like the way that it's approached makes it so toxic because I feel like it's, it's like, okay, well, what all these people have rushed into marriage and they get divorced at 23? Like, there's a lot of those, I feel like. And then the other thing is I feel like it unintentionally alienates people when they haven't done that. So someone like, I don't want to speak for you. And so this is where my question is going to be officially okay. open to you. Great. It's for me, I feel like it's this unimplied, unspoken thing of like, oh, I must have done something wrong. I must have been promiscuous at some point. I must have, I must be secretly doing this. I must be, you know, X, Y, or Z because I'm not what they, oh, yeah, because I'm not eagerly searching you didn't get married post-mission you know as an example yeah i didn't get married by 24 and so now i'm you know and if if people be like i've literally been asked why don't you just go and fall in love with some girl i was like g-o-g i was like i wish it was that easy i wish i could just go and like i'm gonna fall in love with you right now let's go so i guess my question to you that i'm gonna finally shut up is is how do you how do you feel i guess being in the ward or just being now that because you're in your mid-20s like i am so I guess, yeah, how does, how does it, how does it feel for you? Cause you and I have been in the ward for a minute. So, yeah, I feel like it's kind of different compared like men and women. I feel like men, it's kind of, I would say more okay to be not married and be older since like women look for traits that normally come through older men. If it's like ambition, confidence, successful versus men normally would like pursue youth, beauty, chastity, which are more younger traits. So I feel like it would kind of be more, to me, I feel like those like, oh, mate, why am I not married? I feel like those are kind of more women worry about way more as they get older because they're kind of the controllers of like intimacy and stuff. So I feel like as a man, I don't not as, as like 24, I'm not like super worried about it because I may get older, but the, I feel like the girls that I'm interested will stay similar aged. So I feel like I'm not really worried about it because I'm just trying to become more confident, become more successful in the things I'm trying to do. I think it's a good perspective. And I guess I should preface by saying like, I don't, I'm not sitting here tripping out about it every single day, but it's, it's just something I think I think about of like how to, how to navigate. Yeah. Um, and 
I think that's that's definitely true that that and women have also the biological clock factor, which we don't have. And so I feel like that's maybe another thing that's pressure. Yeah, for sure, true. I think something that I just noticed, and maybe it you're I'm sorry, you're twenty four, right? Twenty four. Okay. Twenty four and a half. So twenty four, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but twenty four is the last year I noticed where it's you're considered like Youngish, you could still you can still realistically and for the most part go for any age within the YSA. Twenty four yeah. is actually a sweet spot because you can go for someone's thirty or someone's age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the middle ground. Yeah. It, it's like in fact, when I was twenty three, it was a weird dynamic with this one week because I went on a date with a late. I can't even say girl. It was a lady who was thirty one. Then literally three days later, I went on a date with a girl that had graduated high school three weeks earlier. Crazy. And it was just like, now I think back, I'm like, I had, a, I had a big reach when I was younger. Now I don't really reach as wide. When I was 21, I went on a date with a girl who was 28, seven years. But ne- but since I've- What was that dynamic like? Um, I met her in a YSA. Um, the funny thing is I was in a YSA. They sent her in the sky, sat in front of me during Sunday, during sacrament meeting. And we kind of sat by each other during second hour. Then there was like a break of fast, and I was like, "You guys are the cutest couple." And they're like, "We're not together." Like she, he was in town because he was from here. And he's like, "Yeah, we just match and mutual." And they're like, "Let's go to church together." And I was like, "I right, that's that's kind of cool." <laughs> then he laughed once, and she's like, she went over to me. She's like, "He's actually like a brother to me." I don't, we're not really romantic like that. And then started hitting on me. Then we like we went on a couple of days after that. But yeah, she, at that time she was twenty seven. Then like six months later we went on we went on again. And she was twenty eight. So something I noticed when I turned 20, it was, yeah, I'd say 25 and then it got exponential in tw- when 26 came was when you hit 25, it's like, it's weird. Cause two weeks earlier, you're 20, you know, you're 24, you're 24. You can date any age. It's chill. 25 comes. And if, I mean, people know you're 25, 25 comes and it's like all of a sudden those 18, 19, 20 year olds are like, Hey, too old. Whoa, hold up. Hey, that, that gap. Hold up. That gap is, you know, and there was a few like, and I, I'm not saying I, before that someone that's listening goes, are you just going after 18, 20 year olds? No. But I'm saying is like, it was, it was still noticeable. Like you just got considered old. And then when I hit 26, it became more pronounced where all of a sudden now even some 21 year olds are like, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I agree with your, I definitely agree with you. They got the girls look for those traits that are normally found in older guys. Yeah. But I find it interesting that they look for that, but then they'll i feel like some will and i'm not saying from me because i've actually had a roommate who's older than me get rejected for this where it's like he has all these positive traits and then it comes down to well you're just too like too old you're too old but it's not like he's 40 it's not like he's 35 yeah, yeah. it's not like he's you know he's not divorced with two there's kids. like five years difference or something and so it's it's a weird dynamic because yeah they do look for those older traits but then it's like it's presented it's like yeah yeah so i feel like it's kind of when it comes to like preferences because that's what we're talking about like I feel like when it comes to guys, we're kind of more scrutinized for what we want in women, and women were like, "Yeah, you can date any man you want." Like, yeah, he wants to be this tall, this make this much, look like this. But when we're like, we don't want to date a fat girl, and we're like, "You're the hor- you're a horrible man." You're like, "Well, I have some preferences. Is that okay?" And it's like, no. That's because society's overcorrecting for the past problem of a male-dominated society, and so it's become this whole notion of women are. You deserve more control and more say, which I'm not necessarily disagreeing with, but it, it's it's weird. It's become like a mixed dynamic where now they're allowed to say, you know, have be more picky and be more open about their type. And then we're kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, what's your problem? Like, 
it's kind of like I've I was with a coworker. Um, this person suggested this one girl I go out with, and I was just like, no, like I'm just not feeling it. It's like that person that you're like, you just know off the bat, and it's respectfully, but you just know off the bat, I'm not tracking that person. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it is no question. The end. There's moving no on. Period. And she kept suggesting her, and it was like getting to the point where I was like getting almost annoyed because you calling me ugly. Like, like she wouldn't. No, not the girl. Herself. No, no. Like, like you talk me ugly because you want me to date ugly women. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Now I know what you meant. Yeah, it's almost like you take it that way. But I'm like, no, before, hey, yeah. I get, before I get defensive, I'm just like, I'm not. I had to tell her, I'm like, okay, this is the truth. I am not. She's four ten. Like I'm not that person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not attracted to that person. Well, it'll grow on you. I'm like, grow, oh, bruh. It ain't. Yeah, it ain't gonna grow on this. Me. This ain't a tumor we're talking about. Because <laughs> one of the regrets I have, um, her and I are fine now. I think she's married, and I don't know. I stopped. In, you know, the social media thing got cut off a long time ago just because obviously, you know, I'm not with her, but she, um, this one girl, this was like three years ago. We went on a few dates and it was that question of, I just don't know if I'm attracted to her. That was always looming. In the, like, that's rough. That was always, that's a rough, head. that's a rough question. And I, I, I didn't I know what that's like though. For yeah, no. And it's like, you don't, you don't want to be that guy that just runs away immediately because you're like, well, of what? looks or something. Cause what if it ends up working? And so I kept going out, kept going out, kept going out. And then it was like, it would reach a point where, you know, I'll, I'll tell a story on your, I'll tell a story on your podcast. Yes. This, oh my gosh. Okay. So I probably date four, I went in for a kiss. I delayed it because I, I was again, not sure. Yeah. Okay. Kissed her. I was like, I was like, yeah, like I'm not, that's not that movie. Like, oh, there was a spark. But it also wasn't like repulsive. Like, I was just you're kind of a bad kisser. I was just like, yeah. But it, it wasn't even that. Oh, okay. It was just like okay. that connection. Yeah, part. Okay. And so the where the funny story comes in is she, I think it it made her go deeper in the trenches. Like I think she was really really into me after that. There was one day where she wanted to make out on the couch, and so I'm sitting on the couch. It's one of those L shaped couches, and we're in the L like the corner. Yeah. No, good, good spot for that good kind spot. of stuff. And she's like kissing me. And I just, I'm at that point where get I get off me. I can't deny the truth. Like, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, I'm not down for this. Like I'm oh. literally doing this to appease her. And it was so bad that I literally That's... opened my eyes during it and was looking at the clock on my microwave waiting for the day to be over. Oh like, my goodness. Yeah. I that is rough. clock watching while this chick was, was kissing Dang. me. And I was like, that's when I knew I'm like, dude, if I'm literally looking at a clock, so this is over, like I can't, this can't happen anymore. And so, yeah, I was just like, you know, I feel like if I keep going, like I'm just, I'm not feeling this. And I feel like if I keep going, I'm, I'm doing you a disservice. I'm doing myself a disservice. That is crazy. That is so, f and obviously she so was, funny. She was bummed, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I weren't, I was not. And uh, yeah. that's the sad part is I wasn't, I was more bummed for her. I was bummed that I, I disappointed her, but I wasn't bummed in terms of like, darn it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, but dating a Seder has been experience, dude. I'm, so f I've had, the, I've had like almost like that same experience. Well, not the clock, but. You're not like, clock. You never had a clock watching like, experience. No. Did you have a Did you have a park at the sea experience? Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you experience. Uh, uh, so I matched with this girl on the social medias on the on the dating apps. Then she looked pretty, but girls are really good when it comes to illusions. Oh yeah. So I was like, man, like I, like you know, I, I like to go into the gym. Like I feel like the gym has done me really well. 
So I kind of want a girl who's some form of fit because I find that attractive. So I like to date girls who are fit. So I couldn't really tell with this girl because her face looked pretty. And I was like, great. So there, she was like at a game or something. I was like, oh, send me a picture and make sure. So I know you went. I was like a tease just to make sure I got another picture of her. I was like, oh, she's pretty. So I was like, oh, you come over to my place. Oh, we can make like, this is like Halloween time. Like, oh, we can make cookies and watch like a scary movie. She's like, okay. So she comes over and I go outside my house to like meet her because she like parked in front of my house. And five feet away, I immediately knew it was a no. I'm like, get out of here. But that's not what I said for, I was like, okay, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> then we go in my house, we're just sitting on my bed. She's telling me that she used to be like a professional dancer or whatever. I'm like, great, this is amazing. And the whole time in the back of my mind, I was like, how do I get her out of my house? Then before she came over, I was working on an assignment. And my friend, I've always like helped, he's always helped me on these assignments that we were doing together. So she's talking, and I was like, that I found a way for her to get out of here. I was like, do you remember that assignment that I was working on? It's like, well, that there's a guy that helps me a lot, and he needs help right now on the assignment, like right as you came. So I want to tell you before we start making cookies that I got to leave, so you got to leave. She was like, okay. And she like, she's like, we'll definitely do something later this week. And then never did. Because to me, I couldn't, it was probably my closest look at the clock experience. I was like, you're probably an amazing person, but romantically, no thank you. Really, yeah. And you just, it's like, it sounds like, like a dick move, but it's like you don't want to give them the, any false impression. Yeah. And so it comes off, yeah. Like then the, then the funny part is after that, I call him up. I'm like, bro, let me tell you this story. And he's like, I'm actually working on the assignment right now. I was like, let me come over. So I go over, take a picture of his assignment. I'm like, hey, thanks for thanks for leaving. We finished his assignment. And she like ghosted me. So she's like, I'm completely fine with this. Then me and that guy became like way closer friends because of that experience. So funny. My current roommate um, and I, we first bonded 2017. I met him six years ago. We bonded because we both liked... We didn't know at the time, but we both liked the same girl and we were both kind of like chasing her. Yeah. And then when it ended and she friend zoned both of us at different times, <laughs> oh, so yeah, the same time, we like, we bonded over our perception of how she was towards us. And so yeah. what I mean by that is like, okay. we're like, like, dude, did you feel like she was always like flirting with you? Cause she always mentioned like, um, she actually served her mission here and she's very, she's a great person. She was actually at my baptism. Wow. Um, but. And I could probably have this conversation with her to her face and, you know, but I like, I just felt like she was always like talking and, it, but it was like, it was something a little bit like more that you would interpret as a flirt. Like, like it was, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was more playful. It was like, oh, like when we do this, and so it's like, okay, like, oh, all right. And I don't know. And, and maybe she just does a really good job. And she actually, I would actually say she does do a good job of making someone feel val validated and listened to. So maybe had the same experience and, uh, like, hey. Yo, that I remember she, it got to the point and I, I wonder if most guys have a story like this where you, I guess some would call it, I don't want to say simping, but you, you do something that's a little ballsy Yeah, where, because I, again, I, I thought that she was into me. I was like, she got home from her mission and, um, I was like, oh, it's not that far. It's in the Portland area. Like I, you know, I could fly there and it's not a big deal. So I. 
flew there. She had even encouraged me to go there. Oh, wait. She was she was serving here when you met her? Yes. She's serving here years oh, ago. Okay. And then she... Got it. Yeah. She came home. Uh-huh. Got, okay. This this makes way more sense now. And she went home and then I was like, oh, you know, when you're a new girl, you think she's into you. We've been... And I'm like, well, I'll go visit her. Um, and literally the day before I left on that trip... Um, I had sent, again, thinking I'd gauge this correctly, I'd sent, I've, I've made a ballsy move. I've sent flowers to her because she got transferred to Cedar and went to St. George. Yeah. I sent flowers to her apartment the last day of her mission. That's kind of cool. That's like, yeah. 21 year old me was a menace, dude. Menace. And uh, anyway, we, I sent her flowers and then she friend zoned me over her email. Of course. The day before the trip. Oh, what'd she and say? I, what'd she say? Do you remember? Summarized. She was like, oh, like, I'm so glad we're like great friends and this and this. Thanks for letting me baptize you. And she's like, I don't, I don't hold anything. Like, I'm not going to make this weird or anything, but like, you know, I don't, I don't like you that way and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in Oregon. She said that? Uh-huh. You're like, I'm not going. <laughs> well, that, that was in this moral, like, I'm like, dude, I spent money on this. Like, I've been planning for this trip. What do I do? And I called my mom and she's like, you could go. I mean, she still says she's your friend. You could go because you've already paid for it and this and that. And, you know, it depends on how much you value friendship. And so it's kind of stuck in this rock and hard place. You're like, is it a friendship or do I just think she's really pretty? Or... Um, and I decided on the side of, okay, I've spent my money and I feel like we're at least good enough friends where I'll be able I'll muscle through it. So I ended up going and the first, I think the first day was hard because it was just like. How long were you there? A couple days? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was just like a big tease. Cause I was spending a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with her, but it was like, well, this isn't going anywhere. Um, and then by the third day I was like, yeah, whatever. That was a good thing. And then I got home and anyway, the rest was history. But my roommate had a, he didn't go to Oregon, but he had a similar experience with her. Where he's like, like she always talk about like seeing me and, and we felt like really connected. Oh, so, okay. Oh. And he, it sounds like a little more than crazy you. Crazy Sounds like a little more than you. He, when I first met him, it was through, was, was he a member of the church? Yeah, he is a member. Okay. Of the he FaceTimed her while I was in Oregon visiting her. <laughs> he like FaceTimed her. Oh, okay. And um He's like, Don't worry about him. But anyways, like <laughs> Yeah, and she was talking to him and I was kinda like and again I, I was, you know, trying to remember ahead. I'm like, like I've been friend zone, so technically like whatever. But I was like, the audacity of this man. Like he's he's literally FaceTiming her while he knows that there's someone there visiting her, and I'm like right there. It was like, dude, it was like 50 minutes. Like, it wasn't just like a, hey. Like, oh, let me know when you're free. It's and, like, oh, you doing something? What are you doing? And he told me later, he told me later this. He's like, he's like, yeah, I was really into her at that time. And he's like, I thought it was kind of funny that she was FaceTime. Like, she didn't tell me that you were there and that to call um, me back or something. And I was like, dude, we were both, we were both going through at the same time. We had no idea. And it's funny because I, he's my roommate now. So that's. Dang, like weird, that is crazy. Yeah, whoever thought that that same person who I met on FaceTime six years ago while I was going through going through it with heartbreak and stuff was you mean this dude I lived with in twenty twenty three, but God's plan, I guess. God's plan. It's like Drake says. God's plan. Have you heard any of those Drake AI AI songs? <laughs> Some of the memes that are like one of them I don't want to like yeah. quote them because they're like pretty darly in terms of like content but they're hilarious oh there's oh yeah there's one about james charles being his bestie and <laughs> when they're in the sheets it gets messy <laughs> just like i got fooled i was watching this guy he was like i i ai generated this song like i mixed 
Imagine Dragons with One Republic with the Lumineers. I was like, dang, I'll listen to that song. Then he like plays a song and I'm like, dang, this is like exactly like that. So I look up his page. I start listening to the song on Spotify. Then I'm like, I wonder how he made that song. So I go back in his comments and he wrote that song. So I'm just listening to a song he wrote that was so similar, but he fooled me because I thought it was AI. I was like, this is so great. So it was kind of funny. So did he write the song? And yeah, he actually wrote the song. Sing it for him? No, he completely wrote the song and did everything himself, but it just sounds very similar to like those bands. Oh. So he pretended he AI'd all this to write this song, even though he wrote the song. So he totally fooled me, which is like the point of the video, you know? Because like the sound, do- the song does sound just like them. So I was like, well, just don't. So what, um, are you, cause you've been in Cedar now since you were 21. Yeah. Some of three years. Cause I think, wait, I thought I met you in 2019. Nah. What was that year? Oh, okay. Going from a mission 19. 2020 then before the pandemic? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So are you, are you done with school or did you? So I got a year left. Okay. And then do you think you would try to leave Cedar or like? Um, kind of. Kind of, it's kind of up in the air because what I want to go into, it's kind of per client based because what I'm going right now is strategic communications. So like public relations ish, uh, very simple. It's like setting goals and plans for a company to like achieve a goal. If it's like to get more customers or to have a bigger outreach or to like make TikToks for them or whatever. So kind of what I want to go into after graduate is like having my own agency, then companies coming to me and wanting my help to help them perform better than me working with agencies that way. So I know I can do that locally. I just don't know. It might be good because it'd be a technically a boutique agency because it'd just be smaller. It'd be like, it just started. Um, so like a smaller one in here or St. George could work well because like it's a, it's a smaller town. But if I, I could see if I wanted like bigger clients or whatever to go like Salt Lake or whatever. Are you from up north? Yeah, I'm from Salt Lake, West Jordan. Okay. Did you go to Copper Hills or West? Yeah, Copper Hills. Then my, then my mission was in Las Vegas. That's why I went here because it's kind of like in between. Was that when you got your mission call? Was that when you? Was it? It was. I'm assuming. I, I say old school, but it wasn't that long ago. But when you opened up my paper, yeah, when you got your physical paper and it said Las Vegas, we were just like, like what was that? Re- what was your live reaction to that? The funny part is when I opened my call. My dad was like, know how to answer this question because you'll be asked it the rest of your life like you're doing right now. So like, I can I know my answer. Um, before I got my call, my mom was like, you know, you could go to like, the South and that's like a whole different country. I was like, you're, you're right. So the places I thought about I, I could go or kind of was like, this would be kind of cool to go. W- wasn't Vegas. I, I was like, oh, I can go to Vegas. The Vegas was never on my mind, never an option. But I was like, oh, that makes sense. Then went there. Loved it. So does that include, I know it doesn't include Mesquite because Mesquite's in the St. George mission. Correct. Um, but does that include most of Clark County? And then does it include like Pahrump and? You're like half right. So it, there's two missions in Las Vegas. So it's kind of split off I-15. So there's like a West and a East. There's a West and a Normal. So so we got half of Clark County. So yes, we had Pahrump. Well, we, well, most of all the missionaries, like 90, 95% of them were in the west side of Vegas. Then we called it, um, what did we call it? Out of Valley. So we had little towns that we served in or covered like Pahrump, Logandale slash Overton, or like Panaka, Pioche, Lincoln County. 
So I served in Lincoln County, PO, which was just like an hour away from here. How far no west did it, did it go? Uh, tank, the mission border, which is like nothing's out there, probably went, probably lined up with maybe a little above Beaver-ish plus. Mm, so you, you didn't have Elko because I think. That's no, no. Yeah, Elko was on mission. So it's probably up there-ish because really when I served in these tiny towns like an hour away from here, me and another companionship, we had half the mission, aerial-wise. Then, like, because there's nothing in Because there's, yeah, like, we, we lived in a town of 900. We also had another town that was in our area that had 1,100, and that was my area. Then we had miles of nothing with a couple of houses here and there. So it was really, like, working within the towns or teaching the people that were in the middle of nowhere. So did you, and then... You didn't end down in California, right? Yeah, nothing. Well, what? Well, there, there's area, you know, like there's the middle of the desert in California, but there's, yeah, nothing. Okay. I wonder if you, so one of my favorite shows I watch is Ghost Adventures. Yeah, Ghost Adventures. I live. It's like a something if I could like do once in my life, it'd be going a paranormal investigation. I just feel like I'd, I'm like fascinated by that stuff. But I know they they've done a few a lot of things in Nevada. But I was wondering if you've been to the oh by the way Area Fifty One's my mission. If you're wondering, oh I know, it's dope. I know geography pretty well, so yeah, I figured that that's your mission. But I was going to ask if there was I can't remember what town it's in. <clears throat> I think it was in Lincoln County, but it was like there's this clown motel that they investigated, and it's like the creepiest thing. Like, ever. and I'm not even a clown phobic person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I just wonder if you see the randomest things in those Nevada towns. I feel like Nevada small towns are just like wild. Like I just feel like there's so many. Well, I do have a story or something to answer the question. Okay. Well, I know in Vegas, like it's kind of legal for like um brothels ish, kind of like strippers, kind of a thing, like. I think kind of like they get close. They allow like lab dances and stuff. Yeah, I yeah, I don't really know how far they can go in those, you know, technically. But it used to be like legal in Nevada, like years ago, like com- like completely. So in between, so the closest of those little towns from here is called Panaka. Panaka is like a pioneer town. And there's this there's a like a train town south of it, and in between, like 15 miles, in between, there's this brothel house like, there's like the highway there's nothing and boom there's a not a mansion but it's a pretty big house in the middle of nowhere where the rumor was it was this old brothel house so once on my days off me and some elders got together and it's been abandoned for like years we like walked around it and you couldn't really tell it was just like weird looking dolls here and the up flipped upside down mattresses and it was felt super weird going in there I don't know if paranormal would be the right word, but maybe because all these rumors and it used to be one of these houses, it felt weird. Then we like ran away, but that's probably like the weirdest home the wall things I got. Yeah, I did. One of the random things I studied was, yeah, Nevada's outlawed prostitution in Washu and Clark County and Carson City, and it's legal in all other counties, except for Panaka. Panaka municipality is not allowed it. Panaka is like this... Utah call. Oh, it's they thought it was in Utah. So like it's all it was settled by people settling like these areas. Like Cedar and stuff. They just they were off. That's why they that's why they settled there because they thought they were still in Utah. When they're actually like fifteen 
miles away from the border. So, and there's, and their families that settled there, most of them are still there. There's like four main families that settled there. And obviously there's way more families, but those families are still big names that are lived there. I've noticed a lot about Utah too. Maybe, maybe not Salt Lake as much, but, but Cedar, especially Enoch, even Beaver. Cause I worked, when I worked at Desert Book, I mean, you have people come in, they give you their phone number. You worked at Desert Book? Yeah. 2018 to 2020, I worked there. I know that. That's cool. But when they come in, they buy stuff, you know, you got to look up their number and I, you'd start to, I was weird. And so I'd start to notice, like, I literally learned area codes of different States. I learned like, so I'd say the same last names. And so I'd ask as a conversation starter. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just so funny to me that by the end I could totally tell like, oh, you're, you're related to, you're Staley. Okay. So your, your family, they're Staley's yeah. probably was in Iron County or Washington County. And so the, oh yeah, my grandpa started Staley farms. It's like. Oh, okay. So it's just crazy for me coming from California. There's just so many people. It's everything so diluted and you go to Cedar and it's like, everyone knows a Lunt. Everyone knows a Staley. Everyone knows a, like, I know a Lamoreau. That's another really big name. Or even just the names of the apostles. Of oh, the church. hey, that's, I was going to bring that up. I knew a Raz band down here. I knew like, one, I'm not saying N- Nelson's common everywhere, but just some of the other ones that are a little bit more quirky. One of the founders, uh, not founder, kind of. Uh, one of the families that did Panaka last name was Hinkley, which is one of the old prophets' last names. Yeah. So it's just, it's very Utah. Or Lee. Yeah. Oh, Lee too. Yeah. One of the prophets Lee from Panaka too. Yeah. And it's funny because even where I work at the high school, and at the middle school actually, there's there's several people that have Utah names. What are, what are the most common Utah names you feel like from being, you know, quote unquote outside? Staley, definitely. Staley? Like... I know several Staley's. Um, Shumways, another one. Shumways? Hey, I know Shumways. I have literally have never heard that last name. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Lincoln County, Shumways everywhere. Like in this area, this area, like, but they're all kind of related. They got Shumways everywhere up in there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I know from Michigan, Shumways. Um, Barton. Barton. I don't even know that many, but. Barton's more in Canab, I think. Probably. Um, but I know several Bartons. Um, Rushton. No, that one. Rushton's a little bit more Clark County. I think they settled more down there initially. Um, Imlay. I know a ton of Imlay. I'm making these up. These aren't. Oh. I've never heard of these before. <laughs> Imlay, I think, settled Boulder City. Oh, really? And then a lot of them came here. Because my freshman year roommate was in Imlay. And then uh, there's several kids at the high school that their last name's Imlay. And then I met other Imlays at Desiree Book. I mean, it was just like, I've literally I've never heard the last name Imlay until I came here. Hey. So it was kind of nice when I came out here to college because way different. Well, that, but there was like no one, I had a completely blank slate. I've told the students this right before they graduate. I'm like, if you, I mean, obviously you got your own, you know, some of you stay here and work, but whatever. But like, if you move to a new place, especially if you go off to college, when your parents drop you off and they drive off, like you have the opportunity to have a blank slate and I was like, that feeling is both terrifying and super cool and liberating because it's this whole notion of like, like you don't, I can tell you about my high school experience, but you weren't there. That's right. Like, so you don't, you don't know any rumors about me. You don't know me at all. You don't know a derogatory nickname of mine. You don't know any of that stuff. It's like trioholic. You don't know any of these. Yeah. I could have been some absolute knucklehead. I don't want to hear this nickname. You don't tell me, tell me now. Oh, they weren't bad. Oh, any cool I mean, ones? Any cool nick- nicknames? My nickname for a while was Turnt. Turnt. Like, okay, that's 
because I used to drink a lot because that's before I was a member. Yeah, get turned. And I was always the guy at the party that was challenging people. Especially with your height and probably your weight. You probably couldn't handle a lot, too. Yeah, my record. I used to have this stuff all the time. I was like, my records with various types of drinks. Um, I'd be that guy that would show up to party and bring, I'd always be BYOB, which means bring your own mm-hmm. beer. So I'd always BYOB and I'd, used to get before they were controversial i used to get budweiser a lot because it was like it was cheap explains everything not bud light i just get budweiser but it was cheap and it was filling and it got the job done and i would pull up with 18 racks and finish the whole thing um i'd be blacked out by the end but you could do it or i would show up with the 30 rack and be like all right who's splitting this with me so i just go up to someone and somebody like i'll do it and i'm like great so i was always i was always that guy that was trying to be the most edgy and it was always with drinks it was never with i never got in fights i never was trying to hook up with girls it was only like my drinking clout that's like it was it that and i just want to be people's friends that was like the two main things of mine so if you're telling me oh you're you know you're a wimp because you you know i bet you can't take three straight shots of fireball i'd be like Oh yeah. Bet. Let's do this right now. No chaser. <laughs> no face. <laughs> yeah. Like no squinting. I'll just muscle it down. And so it was it was quite a shock for a lot of my friends at the time I converted because like, turnt? What? Because in March twenty seventeen, I'm at spring break. I black out at five PM, crossfaded, laying on the floor, puking in a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I had drank and then someone decided to mess with me and say Hey, have some of this candy. Oh, and of course, when you're drunk, you're like, oh, thanks. And you're like, eat some of it. And he's like, oh, by the way, there's weed in that. And I was like, and I was like well, this sucks. And then I just was like, I just went to blast off and then just. <laughs> and so they all made fun of me later. Like, dude, you fell asleep at 5 p.m. and you missed dinner. And like all the way I think we did because you were asleep. I was like, well, anyway. <laughs> but I went from that in March. And then a month later, I was getting baptized said i stopped drinking so that like 2017 was it was an unreal year because it was it was quite a shift it's like weird to think about how much my life changed that year um and how different i am from like 2015 2016 dang i follow this random it's not random i follow this account and this is like this guy goes to the gym and he makes like protein he's like protein shakes but it's like just like alcohol and like the weirdest protein and he like musters it down and like almost throws up every time but it's so funny because it's obviously like a horrible combination but he's like will that protein shake and he'll like mix it with his hand and like almost be gagging as he's like drinking it because it's like vodka and like a different flavor it's just so funny or he'll like eat like i just watched uh what do you do he, he ate like a whole there's these like um, oatmeal cookie with like filling on the top and bottom you can get at Walmart. Oh, cookie kind of I don't like they're them. soft. Cr- yeah, you know what I'm talking about though. Moon pies, kinda. They're like that brand though. Oh, like little Debbie or something. Yeah, yeah. He he ate like 36 of them. He's like, will it pre workout? Like, <laughs> or like you just you can, you can like you can tell he's suffering, but he like he won't show it. But he'll just eat them all and he just did, the, did these random things, which is just so funny when it, when it comes to like alcohol and him just trying to get it down. Do you want to know my uh, pre-track meet routine my senior year? Tell me. Um, it's again, before I was a member, I would go to track meets, and I only did high jump, so I didn't have to worry about running events. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I went through Green this, tea. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to that phase in high school when I was a senior because smoking age used to be 18 um, with Copenhagen, which is really in tobacco. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I kind of like was piecing together. I'm like, when I, when I put it, when I pack a lip, as I used to say, when I pack a lip, like I get really hyped. So literally there's a few times, not every single meet, but before meets, I'd like go to the bathroom as I'm using air quotes for those I can't see. I'd go to the bathroom and I would like, you know, some of the kids are probably doing worse things in there and I'm just in there packing a lip really quick and like got off to the side and let it, the buzz kick in and I like kind of time I come back out and these, these, I went to Lutheran school. So like kids were still naive and they, you know, they, some kids that they already knew I was doing it and the other ones didn't notice cause they're night and, uh, be like all of a sudden, like just wired off nicotine, like nicked out really bad right. as I used to say. And then I would just take it and throw it in the trash can really quick. Like I had food in my mouth and like rinse my mouth out really quick. And then I just still be like, you know, all on it. And then they'd be like, you know, Trent in the hole and suddenly like yeah. third up and I'm like go and jump and so I'm eight like, nine and then you're like whatever that's high enough and then I'm just like wonder back now I'm like is that technically a performance enhancing drug right. like, oh, well, yeah you give you your spokesman for Copenhagen you're like this helped me like achieve my PR five ten and track <laughs> so I don't know I used to do so much stupid th- stuff like that because I thought it mattered and it's like no nah, it doesn't matter but I think that's something that's interesting that. I see in high school kids is they they care so much about what each other thinks and then they finally realize the week before they graduate no one cares yeah no one cared the whole time and I don't blame them I'm not saying it's from a self-righteous perspective because I was in the same shoes but it's it's funny the kids the the last week the seniors are in high school they they I don't want to say they become different people but they their their persona changes I've heard um actually from my history teacher but I took the same one sophomore to junior since aren't you a history teacher ish kind of history, sociology, government. Uh, he, uh, he told me there's always a big switch from sophomores to juniors when it comes to like maturity or like kind of finding themselves, maybe not this like thinking other people's thoughts, but do you feel like there is a kind of a shift between a sophomores and juniors? Yes. Um, first semester juniors though are really immature. Like they're seeing, but I don't teach sophomores. I only coach them in sports. Got it. So I have a limited perspective. What 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 about maybe like a junior senior switch? Maybe um, yeah. So the biggest change I've noticed in terms of maturity growth, there's a really big one around January junior year, say semester in, because they realize, oh shoot, like I got, I got a year and a half. Like some of them are turning eighteen later that year. Some of them will they'll all be seniors in the fall. Um the gap between them and the freshmen really grow and so or just maturity wise yeah, it grows yeah. and so i think they're like, well, they got freshmen there at the at the college yeah. at the high school yeah uh-huh. and um i just think that they they kind of they become more they're not self-aware to the fullest extent but they start becoming slightly more self-aware yeah yeah and so you know they're like oh that's embarrassing it's kind of like the freshmen will do things and not realize how cringe it is and it's like because they're not self-aware um, and then the other really big growth fall semester of senior year is usually really good. Um, because they, they tend to, they, they're figuring out, they're starting to figure out who they are as people. Um, they, they're over the petty classroom disruption stuff that freshmen do like 
throwing pencils across the class and, yeah. and uh, just being a dick to the teacher for no reason and stuff like that. They don't, they don't really do that anymore. I mean, if they have beef with someone, I guess they may, but they kind of know, like you can tell them to be quiet, like the class, if they're being disruptive yeah. and they just, they know, I mean, they've been in school since kindergarten, um, whereas freshmen or middle schoolers would be like, it wasn't me. Or they'll just like <laughs> do something dumb. And like, it's like, just literally be quiet. That's literally all I have to do. Um, and then spring semester seniors, there's another growth, but it's more in the, in the apathetic, they either become apathetic, um, or they, they almost care too much because they're become obsessive about, I got to get a good college. I got to make sure I finish this concurrent enrollment class really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then some of them, it's more so the girls because girls just mature quicker. They become, they start acting like college students. Um, occasionally you'll have, a, you'll have a male student that matures immensely like i had a few in fact this year that they almost acted like freshmen in college by the time they were done with the senior year thing um but yeah the the maturity level and some of them they become like adults it's like teaching a college student in, in spring sometimes which is really refreshing because if they're into the class they add to the discussion oh yeah like but in a good way not just like oh yes mr reinholds uh the answer is this no it's like literally they will pitch questions and actually get me to think and yeah I have, a, I have a friend that I want you to meet if he's ever in town. He's 26 and he's a middle school teacher. And he's from here. Wait, does he have a mustache? Uh, his name's Grayson. He's also like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, I wonder what school. Mad handsome. I wonder what school he was at. Sounds like you're trying to set me up with <laughs> like a date or something. I'm like, uh. I, he's also been on my podcast, just like you. Um, but yeah, I... I think the maturity difference was more noticeable in my second year of teaching because I went from teaching seventh grade to junior seniors. Yeah, you're like, whoa, you know how to respond back? Like going from teaching a 12-year-old to teaching an 18-year-old was like, it was like, whoa. We could almost be friends. And yeah, it was refreshing though. I liked going to older kids. I didn't mind the middle schoolers, but it was kind of nice that you could have more in depth. And isn't there a little pay rise too? No, no, you get paid the same. Teaching's all about levels of experience and education and stuff right yeah and how like if you get a master's degree or if you petition for a long time or yeah it's it's called the lane changes and stuff like that and then all of the teacher salaries are public they don't they don't have my name and they don't have the money but it's you could easily look up oh year like i'm going to year four next year can you year four utah teacher salary starting salary yeah so you'll know oh i make at least this much and then it's it's That's all public cool. information Got it. So it's funny. The kids sometimes will be like, I know how much you make. It's like, congrats. That's literally public knowledge. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, oh, because they like think they're, you're going to, they're going to embarrass you or something. And it's like, no, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I've done it with some of my professors here too. You can look up theirs, but you can see their name and the numbers and all that. Yeah. They at least don't have my like name next to it. But <laughs> so that, that part is, uh, is nice. But yeah. Hey, thanks for being on my show. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully I haven't blabbed too much. I love that story, though. How about that? Looking at the clock. The clock story. That's what it's literally known as. The clock story. The clock story. Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, having me on. Hopefully I didn't say too many uh, unhinged things, but... That was great, though. Because normally I have a lot of people on that I have, like, I would say common interests with. I'm not saying you and me don't. But I mean, I invite a lot of people on from the gym or, like, other things. And, like, you... Like that's like not the same with you and me. Like we just been like acquaintance friends for a long time that haven't like hung out ever. 
So this has kind of been super refreshing to like have, I will say easy things I can be like, hey, so you like going to easy things I can like lean on. So it's kind of been kind of a new conversation. Yeah. This is probably, probably, probably good. I'm telling you now, I'm yeah. not at the beginning of the conversation. I haven't been to the gym since 2013. For now. But anyway, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Ain't no problem. That was the Down to Talk podcast.